All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I'm Terry Lin here with Travis Marjani, and today we're going to talk about uh, YouTube part two. So last week we talked about uh, kind of what Travis learned at VidCon, and this week we're talking about kind of the analytics and the types of videos that you should have on your store. So before we start, Travis, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Uh, a couple cool things going on. Today I actually spent the whole day doing a photo shoot for the dance clothing, and that was fun. We added some new products. It was just kind of cool to see like a professional environment for the photo shoot, so that was really fun. Nice, so what kind of photo shoots do you do? Like with people or just like on mannequins or? It's all with people. Uh, we have a bunch of different products. So for all the individual products, we shoot it in like a green color because it's really easy to go in in Photoshop and just change the color for that. So you're talking about the background screen? You're doing green screen stuff? No, no, so it's actually on a white background, but we we made the the pants and stuff green. And to be honest, it was kind of just by accident because we needed a color that I know I'd be able to change in Photoshop. So what you do is you have the color of the pants be green and then you can go out and like Photoshop, cut it out and then just change the color. So if you go on my website, you see how we have all the different colors. It's purely Photoshop. Oh, so you're not making 200 pants and making a model no. change all every 10 minutes. And I, I thought I, I thought that's what you were doing. No, actually, yeah, when I found out I could photo, because I thought when I first started this store, like, holy crap, we're going to have to do exactly what you said, like take 200 photos of every color and every fabric and then I found out I could Photoshop it. I'm like, oh my god! I just saved you know tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, exactly. At least at least when your thing is one product, but it's different colors. Right? Whereas like if you're making like jewelry with like ten different rings, you just kind of have to do it because yeah, that's and, true. And so uh, what else are you up to? You're also saying you're telling you to start a YouTube channel, or what's the deal with this? Yeah, so I'm in the process of starting an, a whole e-commerce YouTube channel. I'm really excited. I've spent a good part of last week just writing scripts for it. I've uh, I'm not gonna tell you guys yet what I'm doing but it's going to be a fun little series. And the other part of the channel that I will tell you guys right now is every week I want to do like e-commerce news because most of the podcasts out there, including ours, it's hard to incorporate every week the new news that's going on, but it's really important to know like, hey, Pinterest just came out with ads. Get on it while it's cheap. So I'm excited about that. And while I'm talking about that, um, Instagram is integrated with Hootsuite where you can schedule posts, but it's not a full integration. It's actually uh, like this app Latergram, where it schedules the post, but you gotta still press publish on your phone. So it sends you an alert, like when you schedule it, and you gotta press publish, which is kind of lame, actually. I thought it was like a full auto schedule thing, like other th everything else they have in Hootsuite, but no. Nope, yeah, not. that's that is pretty lame. The one good thing I realized is, like for instance, I have an intern who comes in twice a week, and I can have her schedule those, and I can just push OK. So at least it's like I don't have to sort through and be like, ooh, this is a really pretty photo. Does it let you hashtag and do all that kind of stuff in Hootsuite too? Yeah, you can have different channels. Like, you know how you have it with Twitter? You can have track hashtags, people, or just the main news. So you, you can, it's easier to, like, mass comment on stuff if you're really into, like, that kind of outreach just because you have different windows open. You can track different channels. Whereas if you're on your phone, you got to, like, you know, do it all manually, too. So that's a little bit better, but it's still not, like, a full integration, which I was kind of let down. By yeah. Alrighty, so uh, I guess updates for me. Um, doing some client work. I've actually been a little bit quiet the past month or so. Uh, so basically, shifting kind of into some services here. Um, this is, I think, like I was looking at the wallets a little bit, and like you know, it's been on it for like a year. I think to get it to a certain revenue level, I want of say like you know ten thousand. Like, I just need to move so much product, and I don't know if it's the right product to actually be that because if you really like a wallet, you use it for a year, and you know, 
that means that you basically have to keep churning through new customers and um, basically I think it's still going to keep running but probably shift away for that a little bit for now and do some client work so the thing is I can't talk about it a lot just because we have NDAs um, but basically boils down to kind of some blog content in online marketing that's awesome I mean when I first started the show or started doing the show with you that was my first thought I was like I can't believe because you have so much knowledge about all this like I can't believe you're not like doing client work or whatever uh, especially because like you said the wallets it's it's a hard sell and it's like all right if I buy one wallet from you I'm probably not gonna ever buy another wallet like hopefully I don't have to because it's the wallet doesn't you know fall apart yeah and there was a guy on my Facebook who was looking for a travel wallet and one of my friends said hey yeah check out Terry's and then another guy who bought it said yeah I've had it for two years and it's fine and I was like all right well he's had it for two years he's I need to buy a new one so <laughs> I guess it's kind of like I mean it's a good thing and it's durable but it's also a bad thing because then it's a constant growth cycle you got to keep looking for it right whereas like i think the service angle the kind of value proposition is that hey if you need to hire someone uh, that kind of knows what they're doing and not just like a random freelancer on odesk or elance uh, kind of there's a good match uh, with both of us too. yeah that's yeah, awesome so basically just working on that now um and yeah can't talk about it too much but you know we'll see how this goes Alrighty, so this week uh, we'll talk about YouTube, so let's get into it then. So last week we talked about kind of what to put on YouTube, you know, what different things work, what doesn't, and uh, kind of collaborating with other people. So this week we're going to talk about how do you actually measure that, uh, analytics and all that stuff. So uh, the first thing you want to do is you want to go to Creator Studio. Uh, if you go to a YouTube icon on the top right corner, and under the gear there's a Creator Studio, and then that'll kind of take you into what we're going to talk about uh, right here. So once we click that, where do we start, Travis? So the way I, this is kind of organized, is based on like seven questions that are like the most asked questions that people have about their YouTube channel. And analytics pretty much always has the answer for that. So the first question you might have is like, how is my channel doing? A very like big question to ask obviously. But it, when you ask that question, the first thing you can do is if you go to the overview page, it has an insane amount of data. Like it tells you the number of likes and subscribers and it shows it over time. And it just shows basically anything you wanna know about your channel. It'll show you right there. So that's like a great place to start. Yeah, one of the biggest metrics on YouTube is also total watch time. So if you go to the overview, um, there's a, basically a list of your top 10 videos and they'll tell you, you know, what percent of the videos are being completed, how many minutes are watched. And the thing is YouTube is like, people are there to watch videos. So if they're not watching your videos, it's something wrong with your video or your thumbnail or something like that you need to optimize, right? And ideally, you want people to watch 100% of it, right? So if you're making like a 20 minute video, People are only watching like 5%, you know, no one's going to the end. So maybe your videos need to be shorter, your content needs to be better, or something needs to be tweaked. Yeah, and another uh, thing I will add, and this is one of the most powerful tools that Analytics has recently add, added for YouTube is comparison. So in the overview area, you can type in in like the top or left hand box area, it says search for comment or content. You can search for one of your videos, and then after you've done that, in the top middle area, it says comparison. And you can search for another one of your videos and see how the two compare against each other. And one thing that's really good about that is you can say, okay, here's one video that did really well and another video that I thought would do well that didn't do well. What's different? You know, did uh, more people watch the video on day one? For one of them, did you get more traffic from one of the videos than you did from the other one? So it's a great way to see what's working, what's not working. You can also see the what's working by subscribers or not non-subscribers too. Like you can filter the performance of each type of viewer too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking about this before the episode, but the dislike button is something that gets a lot of hatred. 
And because a lot of people are like, oh, it's nothing but trolls that dislike the videos. If you filter out so it's only showing subscribers and you see a high number of dislikes on a video, that means that people that really like what you do didn't like that video. So don't do more videos like that. Recently, I've been looking a lot at the just the subscriber number and just seeing like, all right, is it generally tending upwards or is it generally tending downwards? But I don't know if that's necessarily the best use of your time. It's just one of those things that I'm, I really enjoy looking at. And I, you know, let me actually, another one that's really good is the demographics. And these aren't foolproof, but if you go down to like the gender or the area, if you see that your videos are getting a lot of male people and you want a lot of female people watching your videos, maybe you need to do something different. And one of the examples they gave at VidCon is there was a female that had a channel and her channel was getting like 80% male, like watchers. And she didn't want that. It, it was meant to be like a for women. The channel was meant to be for women. And they looked at her thumbnails and they realized you're wearing pretty much nothing in your thumbnail videos. You're showing a lot of, yeah, you're showing a lot of cleavage. So of course a lot of men are coming there and maybe not as many women. So she started dressing a little bit more appropriate. And all of a sudden the number of females to males just like skyrocketed. Because guys are like, wow, who's this girl? And girls are like, look at this girl. She's dressed like so skimpy. Why am I going to watch her? And Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so when you were at VidCon, they talk about how many subscribers to really start picking up momentum on its own? No, I mean, for the most part, everyone had the same spiel. Like, you just need to be consistent. It will happen if, you, if you're posting regularly and good quality stuff. It will happen. I mean, right now, I'm seeing on my other channel, the Be Dancer channel, I'm seeing about three per day, pretty much steady. It's like every day I get, on average, about three per day. And the interesting thing is... I would have thought that it would start at three per day and then go four per day and then go five per day. But I haven't really been seeing that. And the reason I think that is, is I did a whole series on how to DIY dance costumes. That's been like the blockbuster for me. And then all the other videos I've done, I think for the most part have only been seen by people that subscribe because of those first group of videos. Yeah. All right, number two. So are people watching my videos? Where do we start with this one? So there's a lot of different ways to see that. One of the really good ones is if you go to... In the analytics section, you can go to views and you can see different, there's two different ones. There's the regular line view and it'll show you the number of views you're getting per day. And this same thing right here, if you go up towards the top, you can search by different videos. So you can say, all right, uh, this is one of my most popular videos. Let's look at that one. So for me on the Bee Dancer channel, it'd be, you know, how to DIY a dance costume, rhinestoning. I'd search there. And then another thing you can do is you can do the multi-line view and the multi-line view shows you all your different videos. And what it does basically says, hey, do you have certain peaks? Maybe you have certain peaks every Sunday. Or maybe you have peaks every Monday. Why? Why do you have those peaks? And you can try to figure that out. And then you can do lots of really interesting stuff with that. So you can say, hey, here's my benchmark video that did well. How are my new videos comparing in terms of like watch time, total views, and everything too? Yeah, absolutely. And it'll let you see maybe you're you were posting regular like consistently and you're doing pretty well and then you stopped. It'll let you see like, oh, okay, this is working, this isn't working, and try to drill down from there. So let's talk about who we're reaching, uh, audience kind of demographics and retention. So we talked about this a little bit more. Uh, if you go to the sidebar and you kind of go down to devices, traffic sources, audience retention, you kind of get some more data there too. So uh, where do you start with this one? Let's start at the top, which is the demographics. And so if you go in there, it'll show you all the different countries. It'll show you female versus male. Uh, one little tip is you can actually click on anything really in here, but I'm going to click on United States, which is my number one location. 
And then from there, it'll, it'll sort it by states. And for me, it's pretty much in order like California, Texas, Florida. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with the size. But every once in a while, you might see something there that says like, oh, this state, they love me. Like, you know, they love me in Montana. So maybe you can make a video about, oh, Montana dancewear or something interesting like that. But that's just a good way to get like to find out who's actually watching your videos. Let's talk about traffic sources a little bit too, because this is kind of interesting um, where people can find you. So I guess, so when you click this dashboard, they'll give you kind of a list, kind of like webmaster tools where referral traffic, organic traffic, whatever. So it's the top one for me is YouTube search, then YouTube channels, suggested videos, external playlists, et cetera, et cetera. But the really cool thing, and the reason I think this is so powerful is you can drill down and you can get so much data. So if I were to click on YouTube search, it'll tell me what people are searching for, like the exact keywords to find my video. So the first one for me is DIY dance costumes. And then you know from there it goes down and I can see, it's like back in the old golden days of Google Analytics where they'd give you all the search terms. They're still doing that with YouTube. So take advantage of it while you can before they block it all out. Yeah, it's like analytics, you get like not provided, but here you click everything, you get like a list of like 50 keywords. And it's ranked by like, it give, even gives you a view percent too, which is kind of cool. Like people are using this keyword and they're viewing X percent of your video where like, you know, if you want to target that, then just keep using that keyword because they're already watching your videos. Yeah, absolutely. And something I like even better than that is if you go back to the traffic sources and you click on YouTube channels, drill down from there, you can see what other YouTube channels people are finding you from because it has like related channels and stuff. So for instance, one of mine, I found a channel called Hashtag Dance Costume. And I'm like, that's a pretty interesting uh, channel. And for a while, I think they changed it. But for a while, their profile picture was actually a picture of my mom, which is really cool. So that might be a channel in the future we'd want to collaborate with and say, hey, we're obviously a very related channel. Let's do some kind of collaboration. That's so awesome that they're giving you this data because you know who to target and how much traffic and the quality of traffic they're giving you based on the view percentage too. Whereas like analytics, you gotta like, you know, see the keyword, look at the bounce rate, and then like you gotta see the whole funnel where they're doing too. So this is like much more straightforward. Yep. And actually, you know what, I saved the last, the best one for last because if you go back to the traffic sources, you can see, if you go to suggested videos, click on that, it'll tell you other people's videos where you're video has been suggested after. You know how in YouTube when you're done watching a video, it'll say you might also like these videos. The really cool part about that is once again, you could potentially collaborate with those channels or you could pretty much just copy their video. You can, for instance, I see one of the videos that a lot of people get referred to my videos from. It's called DIY cheer slash dance shorts. Uh, and I watched the video and it's really bad. We could do a way better video than them. And you know what? We probably will. Talk about keyword research. I don't even have to do all the hard work of doing quote unquote keyword research. I already know this gets, you know, 20,000 views and the audio in this and the, the video quality is absolutely the worst. So there's no reason we can't beat it. Next to this, if you go down to devices, um, you can see people are watching on mobile, uh, desktop, uh, browser, what kind of things they're using. And it's kind of it was really interesting for me because like 60% of my views come from mobile which I had no idea. Like none of our videos were optimized or none of the annotations were optimized for mobile. I just assumed everyone was watching on a computer. Turns out that's really dead wrong. So that means that I should start using the new video card feature because if, if you don't know, annotations don't work in mobile. You can only use cards. 
So that means, hey, if, if most of my views are coming from mobile, I should probably start using those cards. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, let's talk about likes and dislikes. So where is this section? And when you click on that, it'll show you the number of likes over a period of time. And you can kind of see like, hey, are my likes trending upwards? Are they staying the same? What's going on? And one thing, we and we talked about this briefly earlier, you can filter for subscribed or not subscribed. And you might want to just filter for just people that subscribe to your channel because they probably are not trolling you. Where people that are not subscribed might just come in and hit dislike and leave a negative comment. One thing about this is that I never really like a video or don't like. I use it to see if I should watch a video, but I never feel compelled to like click it because I don't see it in all the videos. It's like, hey, like my video. It's always like comment below or subscribe. No one ever says like this video. I think some people do. I was just watching a, a cracked YouTube video before this and they're like, like or hit all the buttons. Just do everything except for the down one. Just do it all. Yeah, but you were talking about YouTube. Um, that some creator was like, well, why are you guys trolling us with this, right? What did they say? Yeah, so that was the whole big thing is uh, when I was at VidCon, there's all the YouTube analytic people there and a creator stood up and said, yeah, exactly what you just said. Like, why have the dislike button? That just hurts my feelings. And they made a really good point. If you put out a new video and it gets a ton of dislikes, specifically from the people that have subscribed to your channel, stop doing that. You don't need to keep, don't keep trying to put out those videos. On the flip side, if you put out a video that all of a sudden gets a ton of likes, then you want to continue to put out videos of that style. So maybe for me, if we did a DIY video on how to do cooking and a lot of people dislike it, maybe we should stop doing that. Yeah, but it's also the point where if people don't dislike it, they might just not click anyone too, right? There's like the apathetic way to do it too. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, from what I've seen, unless you have a really bad video, pretty much all videos get more likes than dislikes. I mean, like you said though, a lot of people just don't like, I, I almost never like videos just because it's just not something I do. Alrighty, so let's move on to annotation a little bit. So um, where do we start with this? So annotations, once again, it's when you're watching a video and someone says, click right here to go to our website, it, that's what an annotation is. And so there's two things that are really important here. One is the click-through rate, and two is the close rate. And you want to keep the close rate as small as possible. And the close rate is, all right, if you have this annotation, and we've all been on YouTube, seen like a big box come up and we're like, close immediately. If you have a really high close rate, that means that your annotations suck. They're getting in the way, and people find them annoying, and they'll probably stop watching your videos. So I totally do that. Yeah. Sometimes some channels have like five of them. I just click X, 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 X because it ruins my video experience from watching the screen. Like fills up too much of the screen. Yeah. And if you see your videos have bigger than like a 1% close rate, maybe get rid of some of the annotations. That's a, a pretty big sign that you need to do something different. Cards work really well on mobile. Annotations look, work really well on desktop because with annotations, you can do big areas of the screen and you can, one thing I do, for instance, is I have like a big red subscribe button and, and I put a big spotlight annotation around that. And it makes it so people have a big area that they can click on. Now on mobile, that, and that's just nothing. And mobile, it's just a little circle with an eye in it. And that's what the cards are. So supposedly the cards have a really good click-through rate. I haven't used them yet. But I, that's something I'm going to be trying out more of. I guess, I mean, not which is better, but which one's more useful. They're just different use cases. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty then, so I guess let's move into a little bit about types of video you can do for your e-commerce store. So pretty much there's only four kinds. Uh, one's product, informational, instructional, and entertaining. So we'll just go through this real quick before we wrap this up. So product videos, um, you know, say, you know, you sell dancewear, 
you know, you would just have, hey, here's what this green booty shirt looks like, and you know, on a mannequin, and kind of just so it gives people a visual idea of what it looks like over an image. Yeah. So one of the things we were doing today in the photo shoot is I had them like spin around, but I'm not just going to end it on that. I'm not just going to have them spinning around. I'm also going to show my mom like holding them up and saying, talking about our products and then maybe cut to some B-roll of like the different kind of fabrics we have and then like really try to draw them in. So like handmade in the USA, a flag, American flag waving in the background, you know, whatever I can to really make them not just see the product, but get a feel for our company as a whole in the same video. Yeah, all right, so the second type of videos you can have on your store is in forum, right? So this is kind of more content marketing side, uh, either blog, news, industry stuff, you know, gossip, whatever is kind of related to your niche that's not really product related, but still niche related, it's kind of more informational. So the third one uh, kind of that's kind of more important is instructional, right? So these are like how-to videos. Uh, Travis, you guys make a bunch of these, right? So I'll let you talk about this. Yeah, one thing I realized is Google really ranks high DIY videos, how-to. So anytime someone searches for an, a how-to thing, the first results are often videos because I know if I'm going to fix the car, I don't want to read an article on how to do it. I want to watch a video of someone doing it and that way I can pause it, I can fix the thing. It's just it's how humans interact with the world. Reading is kind of a more tedious way of doing it and Google knows that. So I highly recommend if you have a field where DIY videos can be useful to do a DIY video. So there's a lot of things out there you might think that are simple in your niche that probably don't need a how-to video but you should make it anyways just because once it's there, it's there forever and uh, you know it tends to rank higher and it's probably better than what's out there too. Yeah and another thing is if you figure something out, you should probably make a DIY video for it. Like if you're hitting your head against you know, your wall and you're trying to figure out how do I solve this problem, you Google it and there's not an answer, you need to make a video on that. Like I, I've done DIY video or not DIY videos, but um, videos before where it's like, all right, I don't know how to solve this thing. And then once I do, it's like, okay, let me show the world how to do it. And people really respect yeah, and that. You can also do a blog post on this too and try to rank for the same thing twice uh, if you can. But generally, I think the blog side seems to be hard because like when I do video how-tos, in Google, there's always like two or three video results, and like I always click those first, just because if it's like a technical thing, I want to see someone do it, not just like read a blog post and like see screenshots and all. Yeah, that if you do the video and then have a blog post where it's the same name and you have links that point to each other, have the the video embedded in the blog post, that tends to work well. Like if you search for how to DIY a dance costume, my video is on top, and then there's a blog post about it, like in the fourth spot or something like that. So. You want to take up as much of the Google real estate as possible, obviously. Yeah, so if you want some ideas, some three ones you can start with is A, how to use X product, uh, B, how to fix Y problem, and then C is how to do this better. So use it like an efficiency thing, a problem fixer, or how to use your product. It's like a basic three things you can start making videos with. It doesn't have to be too complicated. It's do you want to talk about entertain videos too? Because that's definitely another thing. Yeah, so entertain videos is kind of more like niche related slash content marketing, kind of like inform. So do you remember like two years ago, there was this thing like shit girls say, this video where, oh, it was like this guy that pretended to be a girl and he was basically making all the stereotypes of what kind of these suburban, you know, white girls say that are in their 30s, right? And so uh, after that, everyone started making things, you know, like shit yogis say, right? And like shit, uh, you know, producers say. And basically every niche started making their own and basically what appeals to your customer and say you like, you know, you're in swimming pool cleaners, right? Like, oh, well, you know, shit swimming pool owners say, and then you can kind of make fun of this and kind of, <laughs> kind of like, 
do something like that. But like these things are like kind of more like they're a little bit harder to do because comedy is hard to pull off. But it's more like entertaining or inspirational type of thing that you can do with video too. Yeah, I mean a lot of brands have done really well based on their like entertaining YouTube channels, and it's a good way if you have a a good personality to do something like that is to start your brand off by doing some funny videos. Those go viral. Yeah, or it could just be like a video blog of the store owner. Like, hey, here's what we're up to this week. Here's what I'm doing. Uh, you know, here's what I'm working on the products. Here's what I'm designing and things like that. You know, here's what we're yeah. dealing with in the store. And it kind of gives people, you know, they buy into your story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Already then. So I guess that's it uh, for video. Uh, product, informational, instructional, and entertaining. So uh, hopefully this was helpful. You guys can start doing some video. And we'll catch you guys next week. Catch you guys next week.